It's the Unhashed Podcast. Colin, Brian, Ruben, Mario. It's the Unhashed Podcast. Telling everything that they know about the world of Bitcoin. The world of Bitcoin. Where they don't trust, they verify. You can fork yourself if you don't abide. Talking whales and bear whales. Oh, oh. Stupid ICOs, Colin, Brian, Ruben, and Mario. It's the Unhashed Podcast. The Unhashed Podcast. It's the Unhashed Podcast. The Unhashed Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Unhashed Podcast, show we're in Bitcoin down earth and cut through all the blockchain bullshit. I'm your host, Colin Alds, and I'm here with your co-host, Mr. Ruben. Well, I'm not here with him, uh, Ruben the Windmill, the Dutch Rider, of the Pan and Coke, and Samson, because he is busy today. He is out. So if you're one of our asshole listeners who only likes listening when Ruben's here, you may shut off the episode now. Uh, but that doesn't mean that Mario, the Maple Leaf, the Gib, the Jib, the Glib, the Sib, the Nib, the Tib, the Tip, the Tit, the Tactful, but verbose, the last minute asshole, the prodigal son, Gibney, is here. Hi, everyone. And he has brought along with him his whistling White Walker whistle <laughs> heater uh, <laughs> uh, in the background. If you can I, it, leave, leave, leave the microphone off mute for a little bit, Mario. Yeah, just so the listeners can. It's off mute. This is. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the heating. In my place. I don't know what more we have to say. It's usually quite a bit louder than this, but I've closed the <laughs> vents. Um, and this is just um, my, the current place I'm living at. This is one of the, the nice little quirks. It sounds like it's slowing down. You're going to hear this weird he, groan in a minute. He assured us that he assured us five minutes ago that it would stop in 30 seconds. It sounds like it just stopped. Um, there we go. How's that for timing? Perfect timing. And my brother, my blood, Brian, the belt buckle coming undone. Oh, I forgot to say uh, Mario's going in dry. Sorry, Mario. Uh, Brian, the belt buckle coming undone. The burger, the alziator, the aviator, the daddy. Alts. Howdy. <sighs> uh, Do you guys see this Ray Dalio uh, all the all the Bitcoiners piling on to Ray Dalio, famed investor? Uh, talking about the issues he sees with Bitcoin. I um, I I, I kind of was vaguely aware of it. I, I don't follow his stuff super directly. Sometimes I've gotten linked to his articles and his pieces, which seem to be well written and researched. But um, and yeah, I saw some people were very dismayed over. Oh yeah, I don't God, get it. There's... I don't get it. I mean, like he he is just making arguments that were made in 2017 that I feel like were probably kind of handled. But it's it's just. Something that a smart person would say uh, when they don't know the arguments, I guess. It is appalling and that there are public figures out there who haven't done I, complete I research into Bitcoin. A, a super deep dive into... How dare they? Yeah. I, yeah, uh, so I mean, basically, this is this is what he said. I think this is a critical principle for our society now. It's very relevant in terms of us getting the best answers together. When two people believe opposite things, chances are one of them is wrong. It pays to find out that if that someone is you. In thoughtful disagreement, your goal is not to convince the other party that you are right. It's to find out which view is true and decide what to do about it. And then he says, uh, I might be missing something about Bitcoin, so I'd love to be corrected. 
My problem with Bitcoin being an effective currency are simple. And then he basically says, uh, it's not a good medium of exchange, probably because it's too volatile. So merchants don't want to accept it. And then he said, it's not a good store of value because its volatility is great and has little correlation with the prices of what I need to buy. So only it doesn't protect my buying power. And then he just gets piled onto by um, every by a bunch of like miners. every yeah. Anon account on Twitter. I so mean, basically, the, the he, points. Like. He, yeah, yeah, it, they are. And he graciously says, you know, I might be wrong about this. So tell me. And it's like, how do how do these boomers not get it yet? Like, we don't want to carry you across the line. Just don't you have researchers for this kind of thing? Which is, it's a fair point, I guess. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it is interesting. And we Mario, see- you brought up the, uh, the Nassim Taleb comment about how well, okay. Bitcoin's cool and, but all the Bitcoiners are idiots. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's this kind of pattern here where there are certain public figures who like aren't in favor of Bitcoin, but make arguments that it seem to lend itself lend themselves to, to Bitcoin. And you know, Ray Dalio has made a lot of points about kind of, um, I mean, well, actually, yeah, he, he, his, his recent work seems to tap into the whole kind of, um, I don't know, th- this whole kind of socially kind of, I don't know, almost like tradcon version of like um, Bitcoin sphere, all the kind of like, mm, like society is going to collapse because of degeneracy and like kind of all those people are like, and Bitcoin's going to save us. And he's written stuff like he's not that bad, but he writes about the rise of China and like has kind of investigated like, you know, the rise and fall of great powers over the years. And I can see how a lot of people read that. They're like, oh my God, he's into Bitcoin. He's just not saying it yet. And then he says he's not into Bitcoin and all these people are just, they're, they're, oh, they're so dismayed that this guy that they thought was into Bitcoin is not, how dare he? And like, um, you know, and, and, and again, this, like, it's, I guess Bitcoiners get these like halo effects around um, around these uh, public figures that they think are like on their side against like the evil establishment, and they saw that about him, and then were just pissed that he wasn't into Bitcoin, and and yeah, it reminded me of like what happened with Taleb because like like Taleb was probably the the like, you remember you, you know Hive dot one that ranking for like social media influence in the Bitcoin space. Mm-hmm. I think he was like a highest ranking non Bitcoin person, like like almost everybody like followed him, um, and. Um, you know, and they just absolutely fucking love Talib and just like, you know, tongue up his anus all the time. And like, um, and then he comes out and like says something like, yeah, well, you know, some some ideas are great, but the people who their advocates are like, like idiotic or something like that. He was basically talking about how Bitcoin's a cool idea, but most people he sees who are into Bitcoin are pretty fucking stupid. Um, and actually, my next comment got me blocked by Talib and I, I think and by, which was weird because it wasn't an insult to him. But it got me blocked by Tala, which I'm flattered he even noticed, um, and a few of the other Bitcoiners where I, I just said, yeah, well, like, um, it's not surprising Tala would say this because a lot of the Bitcoiners who were most obsessed with Tala were kind of among our most idiotic. And then <laughs> I said, bracket, exhibit A, Saifedean, uh, close bracket. And then somehow <laughs> that got me blocked by Tala and a bunch of the Bitcoiners, um, but I, um, anyway, so yeah, it just seems like a similar pattern going on here than like, you know, there, there's this like person like uh, i think also like people when, when they, there's a public figure like a celebrity that they like um and think make a lot of sense on one issue they just kind of assume that they agree with them on other issues they don't talk about and then get like really dismayed when they don't um and it's it's a bit like mm. it's a bit sad guys come on there needs Girl. to be a name for that i um well that's why like halo effect is um 
is similar, but it's not quite the yeah. same thing. It's like, you know, this idea that if like one person is really good at one thing, um, you kind of assume they're good at other things, which is not quite the same, but like people tend to assume beautiful people are smarter. For example, that's like inherent bias we have. I mean, that's it, true though. It's I'm um, beautiful and a genius. So yeah, but are you representative, Brian? <laughs> we're, we're, we can't, we can't all be like you. Um, <laughs> Some of us are just going to have to be half-witted Quasimodos be- like myself. <laughs> just, just beautiful or just a genius. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I just like, you know, guys, it's, wonder. It's, it's okay if some people are right about one thing and wrong about other things. Like, you can deal with that, people. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Um, I remember I was having a phone call with, uh, with uh, Jun Seth one time, and I was telling him about my time on like these early libertarian forums and how I was hearing about Bitcoin in like 2012. I'm like, ah, I feel so stupid. I was, I was so dismissive of, it and I thought it was so dumb. I didn't buy any. And he goes, no, don't, 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 don't worry. That means you're smart. All the people who bought in 2011 and 2012 were fucking idiots. <laughs> and it's kind of true. If you, if you like look at the people who, bought bitcoin at that time not all of them obviously but a lot of like the prominent ones they're all just like they're all they're not into bitcoin anymore they're like into all the shit coins and like they are kind of idiots well a lot of them the smart people from that time seemed to be the people who weren't like oh my god i'm gonna invest my life savings into this but were like oh yeah i guess i'll I'll have like a few bitcoins lying around because they were interested enough to work on it right Um, you know the developer types i I'll be honest, I, I don't know any of the investor types that were around since 2011. Like, I mean, you could probably name well, some. I'd be like, that name is Victor. Jason Schiller. Voorhees is one person that comes to mind. Who? Brock Pierce. Eric? Eric Voorhees? Eric. Who did I say? Jason Voorhees. Oh, from- Does he have this, like, twin brother I didn't know about? Eric, okay. Uh, J- I, Jason Voorhees is the name of Jason, the guy, like, that has the, the ski mask on oh. and kills people <laughs> with the... Uh, chainsaw. Kills people with the chainsaw. Yeah, nice. I, I could see why he'd be into Bitcoin. Um, no, Eric Voorhees is one of them. Um, I think Brock Pierce is one of them. Um, I mean, Roger Ver was what? 2010. Roger, Roger Ver. Yeah. Like all these guys, like they're the hardcore, like people who adopted early, but didn't really contribute to the tech at all. It seems like the people who just like found it early and put their money into it the like, people who today would be spending all their time social on social media talking about how holding bitcoin is fixing the world those yes, people yes 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 i guess a lot of those people obviously not all those people got in that early but i oh, mean I, yeah. I, I mean i mean the types of personality that if they if they joined today that's what they'd be doing that's what i, mean, I think yeah. i think his point was at that time it wasn't obvious and it was extremely risky and it probably wasn't going to work out so if you were the kind of person at that time to go put a bunch of money into it it probably even though you you're just like a dumb person who got right by accident maybe I, I think, I that's think kind it, of, it's probably that's a, a thesis. There's probably a lot of people like that. I mean, still. like I mean, you could say you could say that about like people in 2014 and 15 too. Okay. Like you could say it about the other people in 2020. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Over, over time, I think it'll skew more and more towards. No, um, I, I I don't right? know. Like maybe maybe I'm defending 2014 people because that's my class. But uh, I like I feel like well, <laughs> we were the smart people. <laughs> <laughs> we were the you, first. You we were we the first evolved. smart people. Anyone before me was lucky. Um, anyone, it, actually, you know what, guys? It's May 2016 is the cutoff here. <laughs> anyone before then was just right place, right time. That was about the year it made sense to get involved. 
<laughs> like Ruben, no, I agree. Totally it totally it's lucky. it selects for smart. Well, there is also there, there's a sweet spot here somewhere. Like there's at some point you get in where you're an idiot for waiting that long, right? Like you should you sh- you should know you should know better and you should have gotten in. Well, and uh, you didn't, okay, right? Yeah. Like at some point that I don't. I'm not saying that's now. I'm not saying it's two years from now, but there is. There is some point where, like, no, you're the idiot for not getting in. Okay, let me let me let me put it this way. Like, um, right? I think the correct way to look at this isn't like there's going to be a cutoff here where you know you're you're idiot for not joining after it. I think I think it's more like each year that passes, I think there are stronger and more valid arguments, and so probably a larger portion of the people getting involved are doing it for intelligent reasons. I would yeah. I would guess. I think that's probably the, the 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 clearest way I can think to look at it right now, and um, and some of the like salient points like Ray Dalio brought up that we already mentioned, like they are like good points, but as time goes on, it's kind of like the chances of those being correct or, or being valid, I suppose are, are are less and less. So, I mean, I mean the store of value argument is just like the empirical data just does not support that. Sure, it's clearly a great store of value. It has been. I mean, I know the history is not very well, long, but I, I the mean, history it has is that it's a fucking amazing store of value. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess like you know, for people who like look at things from like you know twenty thirty or time horizons, you know, they they might want to wait until Lindy effect you know takes a few another decade out of it. But yeah, I take your point there. The the media exchange, I think, is a more interesting argument because it's 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 actually correct. It's just I think there are a lot of reasons to be optimistic we can eventually get to a period of lower volatility. Like I would expect yeah. that the larger the um the industry gets, um, you yeah. know, the, the 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 more volatility even out. I remember I remember I used to check this quite regularly and was actually sort of disappointed to see that over like I don't know, three or four years of volatility hadn't actually reduced much. Um but yeah, I, I still am hopeful that like I mean, if we ever get to the point where it's like, you know, I don't know, like ten million a coin, um, or like, you know, even one million a coin like a decade or two from now, if that happens, then yeah, I would expect that the price swings would even out a lot just because the amount of money that you would need moved for the price swing to occur would be pretty fucking massive. Um, but as of today, like it's absolutely correct. Like Bitcoin is not like, yeah, because of its volatility keeps away a lot of purported use cases for it. So, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't know if he's trying to have it both ways or he's saying like it needs to fulfill one of these and it's not fulfilling either. But like all, all you need is one of those use cases for it to have a valid effect. And yeah. like, I think the store of value thing is, I mean, it just empirically so far, it's really good. The the medium of exchange thing, that's fine. Most stores of values are horrible mediums of exchange. Uh, Bitcoin is actually pretty good among all the stores of value. Yeah. Uh, I Except mean, for it's gold. Way better than- I, still, I still like paying for things in gold. Yeah, like paying for things in gold. Just walking into a cafe and... Right. Pang! Like Shaving off. Shaving off some <laughs> some shavings. Uh, no, what I do is I bring in a, a pan that I had just uh, taken with me out to the streams, and oh. I like um, I filter out a bit of the gold. And then, dust. You, and okay. then you take it out and you bite it, or the guy that you're giving it oh, to. Oh yeah, yeah, make yeah. Sure it's uh, make sure it's a real gold. Like yeah, I'll have one latte mm, and a that, room and that, a meal and a. That's that nice brittle gold feeling between my teeth. Mm. Have, have you guys ever gone panning for gold? Yes. No, yeah, no. we did, Brian, in Red River one time. Did we? Did we yeah. do it? I saw it happening. I don't know if my dad yeah, was willing we got to pay there. the five dollars to like get the sack of like 
gold dirt. Well, that's what the smart people do. They just oh, wait, go buy the wait, hold up, hold up. So there are people who just sell you chunks of dirt so that you can look for gold in it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's, that's where the money is. That's that like is where it, the money is. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's that has always that, been where the money is in gold. Like you such, sell such a fucking scam. Um yeah, no, uh, yeah, I mean I'm sure we all know the um the yeah, the age-old expression like, the you know, the picks and shovels play. Yeah, it's a fun yeah, exactly. memory. Um or the jeans. You know, oh, uh, jean, yeah, yeah. Levi Strauss, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forget where I was going with this though. I mean, okay, I okay, I didn't imagine you gotta go and like, you know, be a sucker and buy dirt from some um soulless entrepreneur. Um I mean but he- I, um, I, I, I kind of imagined you you take your fucking frying pan you usually use for eggs and you just go out to a stream somewhere and you just like stand there and shake it. I mean yeah, if you don't want to, if you don't want to find any gold, that sounds like a great method. I I'm gonna make a guess that the buy a bag of dirt from someone probably doesn't yield a ton of gold either. No, yeah, it, but it does have gold in it. It's just not enough to justify the cost of the bag of dirt yeah. that you bought. Obviously. Right, but I'm pretty the sure they make sure there's a. I'm pretty sure they make sure there's a little gold in all of them. They want there to be a little bit. Yeah, they want there to be a little. They just need to charge you enough to compensate for the gold they're giving you. Okay, so they just like carefully go around and sprinkle yeah, like three dollars yeah, of gold. What dust you're paying for trip. is that eureka moment where you yeah. struck gold in your bag of dirt that you bought, and you're like, "Man, that guy's such an idiot for selling me this gold." <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds um, like a thing people do. It is a thing people do, and yeah, I defend it. Yeah, I, I think it's it. good. You know, you give little kids the experience of panning for gold. Come on. Just like their great great grandpappy did in the Man. California well, Gold Rush. Apparently, it was such a memorable event that Brian doesn't even. Think no, I he don't. Did it. I, I'm. Um, I'm. I remember wanting to do it. I'm pretty certain my father would not pay for the gold, the the bag of dirt. Your father sounds like a sensible man. <laughs> um, I mean, I suppose uh, I'm, he gave up that gold rush. I don't know how sensible that is. True. <laughs> it could have been millionaires. Yeah. Think, about Think how of much how much Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you could have been you could have been a uh, 2011 idiots and uh, become Bitcoin yeah. billionaires. Yeah, could have got. I I prefer being a 2014 idiot. But again, I still defend my thesis that there is some year <laughs> where you are the no 20, 2014 an galaxy. Brand. And I'm Gauss. I'm getting yeah, yeah. It it like crescendos up at 2014 and then starts slowly going down. So am I am I an idiot for taking an extra two years? Yeah, super stupid. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's pretty dumb of me. <laughs> it's it's not dumb. Okay, the thing that makes you dumb, <laughs> according to this theory, I if can't you've wait. never heard of can't it, wait. can't make the decision to buy it. That's uh, actually, the, that's the issue early on. It's just hearing about you, it. Have I ever told you like actually the first time I heard about Bitcoin? No. Oh, you guys are gonna love this. Um, so it was it was in a bar. It was in um it was in Hongdae. Um, do you call it? You might know this bar, Bar Da. It's like a rooftop bar in the middle of where, one of those strips. Where in Hongdae? Is uh, it? You know, there's like that big walking path down the middle. And uh, mm-hmm. at that one place, it splits. And then there's sort of yes. that. Um, yes. There's so, like a tent city selling t-shirts and shit. Uh, yeah. Kind of. Not yeah, a tent yeah, city. Yeah. It's like little shacks that yes. sell shit. And on top of that strip, there's a, a rooftop bar. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think I, I, I've probably been to that bar. Yeah. I okay. Mean, so I've been to like every bar. Now it was there. And I met this like friend of a friend and we were chatting and he was like, um, uh, yeah, big fan of like, he was just Texas libertarian and I don't think I'd ever met one before, but he was really interested in two things he was talking to me about. Bitcoin. And little did you know how much Texas libertarians would come to dominate your life. I just, I love being dominated by Texas libertarians. Um, your ass you do. And, um, 
And he was really interested in two things, Bitcoin and Soylent. And I'd never heard of either of these things before. And um, <laughs> and he like, I'm pretty sure he sent me with a mycelium wallet, sent me a couple bucks. And I was like, all right, this Bitcoin thing is kind of cool. But Soylent, tell me more about this. And um, so I got into Soylent for about a year uh, after that. And then, um, yeah, I've only rediscovered in the last year or two. And Man, I thought so that was Soylent, so cool. So Soylent said, cost you so much money because <laughs> you, you would have gotten into Bitcoin. So actually what I did what, what I did is like the Bitcoin thing seemed vaguely interesting. And I had like just discovered Reddit like a year earlier. So I went on like, you know, the Bitcoin subreddit. And then this was, I guess, like early on when the whole kind of block size debate was taking off. And I was like, oh, it seems like there's censorship going on in this Bitcoin forum. That's no good. So I joined like RBGC and our Bitcoin censored and all these other things. And then I just forgot about it for about a year because that was 2015. And then, um, yeah, but a year later when I was like, like I had just dropped out of school and nothing to do with my time. I, yeah, I rolled up to the meetup. But anyways, um, yeah, so I spent a year. um. I mean, I guess I didn't spend a lot of time being interested in Soylent. There's really only so much you can learn. Yeah, about I, mean, it. I don't know how deep um, that goes. Like yeah. Soylent, <laughs> it, it, doesn't, it doesn't and, go very deep. I mean, I think, I think when, the, when the founders break off and they start another one, and you like get into different Reddits on Soylent, like that's oh, fake Soylent. Well, I it's think it's a real Soylent. The, the biggest challenge there was just getting it delivered in Korea because they didn't order it there. But um, I ended up having like a, a couple of military friends on base, and I would ship it to them, and then hmm. yeah. Anyways, you support the war then, Mario. Just milking that American taxpayers yep, off of uh, yes, Canadians just Appreciate like every it. other country yeah. in this world just just free riding off free riding on the coattails of America. I I do I do love that American tit. Yeah, yeah. Well, you are the tit. I am um, an American titty that that, uh, that, that produces that should... sweet sweet soylent. Should we... <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> just picturing Mario just suckling on a nipple with Soylent coming out of it. Do you think, do you think Soylent like, is healthy for babies? No. I mean, probably. Uh, no, like, it, it's because it's, it's, it's got all the nutrients and shit, right? Like, it's probably the same thing as baby formula. I don't know what uh, you're talking about. No. <laughs> That's all it is. That's why they Mario just, loves it. They, they, just like, baby. They, they were just like, we're going to take baby formula and just rebrand it. Um, sell it to adults. Genius. Literally, though, I mean, like, that's what they say about, like, formula. It's like, oh, it's everything a, a human needs. That's <laughs> all Soylent is. It's just baby formula. Uh, it is. It is supposed to be vegan. So I, I guess it probably isn't um, produced from animals. Yes. Although milk I guess. is not vegan. I don't know. Can it be? Is human milk I, vegan? I, I mean, it's, I mean, uh, if cow's milk is not vegan, why would human milk be vegan? Um, I guess it depends on your definition of vegan, like, animal product is i mean humans are animals right yeah i suppose so, i suppose so basically what i'm hearing is is that vegans are against breastfeeding and they don't want to free the nipple therefore no, they're patriarchal and they <laughs> yep that's it for veganism is the part of the patriarchy okay i think i'm gonna run with that next time i meet a vegan like you you know you're just part of the patriarchy right i uh let us know how that goes yeah, I, I do want to hear a report from that conversation. I mean, like, these people are so loopy sometimes that I feel like you might be able to convince them that, oh, fuck, I am part of the patriarchy. So, uh, time to eat a steak. So, how about that Bitcoin, guys? Yeah. How about that Bitcoin? Let's get into the news. We only have five items today. Um, and I'm going to start. Um, Bloxier which I don't like this name already. It reminds me of Overseer, and that's racist. But anyway, 
Bloxier Mining Pool has begun implementing KYC for transaction for TXs. Its pool has mined. In a statement, parent company DMG Blockchain Solutions stated all users of Bloxier's pool are required to pass KYC protocols, and blocks posted to the Bitcoin blockchain by Bloxier pool will only contain filter transactions using Bloxier and Wallet Scores labeling data, along with verified sources such as the United States OFAC blacklist for crypto. Bloxier's data analytics platform has been used by various law enforcement agencies to o- over the past six years, providing Bloxier's new pool with credible data relating to fraud, theft, money laundering, and various other nefarious dealings, which will be filtered out of any block that this pool will post to the Bitcoin blockchain at Tip to Fluffy Pony. So is this be- the beginning of the end of KYC-free Bitcoin transactions or the beginning of the end for Bloxier pool? Yeah, why would anyone... I mean, they would need to offer really competitive fees to get anyone to agree to this, to, to use their mining pool, I would think. Well, okay. First first of all, I think a lot of people mining probably don't give a fuck. It's probably a lot of people who are just very shrewd businessmen who just want to make money. Um, so well, right. But I mean, care. so it comes down to the fees. Like, if I'm getting paid the same fees. Right. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, it also means there are certain transactions you can't include. Exactly. Yeah. Which, so they're basically harming their own. They're, they're, they're reducing their own profits. Um I, I, it sounds like it's probably a small enough amount that it's not really moving the needle much. Um, but, uh, yeah, like the net effect is that they're going to be a slightly less profitable pool than others. And there are people who just will probably refuse to use them because of this. Um, and I, so I'm not too worried about this. Uh, where it becomes dangerous is if it's a large enough group of them and they say something like, yeah. and, and we're not going to mine on top of a block that includes these transactions. Ooh, yeah. At that point, it starts to get really dangerous. Luckily, it seems like these guys are pretty far in the minority. Um, and yeah, I um, uh, so I'm not too worried about this. Uh, the other interesting thing this brings up is um, the, like the fact that pools broadcast like that they found a block that it's their block like we really should have anonymous blocks at this point like we shouldn't really know which pool is mining which block um because also if pools don't broadcast the blocks that they've controlled you know there's less of an incentive for them to enforce censorship because you know there's not a spotlight on them uh, excuse me uh, uh, but, but yeah, that's right. yeah. The, on the other side of that like they kind of want to like say like oh well we're like this percentage of the like in their marketing yeah being yeah, able yeah. to say that they're thirty percent or twenty percent like hey you're not just gonna be mining by yourself um like it's worth paying the pool fees hmm. um so, I wonder if uh, I wonder if like a fun way to do it would be if you were just to include like some encrypted information in your Coinbase uh, data field and then uh, if you ever want to like prove to investors or something like that. You can be like, yeah, look at the last 48 hours. These are all our blocks. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, but yeah, I guess that, that I don't know, that might not be, um, yeah, you still don't get the automatic public um, advertising bonus of and, mine blocks. And I th- I think part of this is for a like regulatory liability. Like they were thinking like they're going to try to get ahead of this game and and not like have the spotlight on them for facilitating money laundering or whatever else they could get accused of. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on in their heads. Would this just I, further put like the, the mining pool management in these countries that do not give a shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I think that's, like that's it, one consequence. I, if this gets more widespread and the banned transactions constitute a larger 
uh, proportion of total Bitcoin transactions, then yeah, all that does is puts more and more pressure for mining to leave these jurisdictions. Um, but I guess as we've learned, uh, the the long arm of the United States regulatory uh, bureaus will eventually reach you if they want to. Yeah. Yes. They probably I'm, I'm, won't reach not you sure. in China. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's the thing. But then there becomes a strong incentive for like, you know, a country like Iran to get into mining. Um, yeah. You know, or China. Uh, or Venezuela or like, yeah, yeah China. And, and here's the thing, like China. if my miners are in like my backyard in Texas, but I'm pooling with some guy in China, like I don't think that points the spotlight on me, the individual miner. Um, oh, and absolutely, at the same, yeah. And at the same time, um so my profits are unaffected well and then, yeah but i mean i think it would be easy enough for market authorities to be like oh you're mining who are you connecting to and you might have to tell them but yeah yeah but i guess if you're small but scale no do they know i don't know but i i do like the fact that i could choose to you know go with ahmadinejad's pool that'd be a nice option <laughs> yeah uh, i don't i don't know if i would do that but fair enough you know that you wacky canadians can do what you want um the other side of that though is with the new and and I I don't remember the names, but I know Blockstream has an implementation and um another uh, I'm blanking brains. Uh, oh, you're talking about Stratum version two and v two um better hash. I don't know if that's names yes. been changed. Yeah, the new mining protocols. So then the the miner themselves, not the pool, determines what the block looks like, but just shares the reward with the pool. Uh, I think in that situation, though, you'd still have to provide your, like, you have your block template, but you would still, like, it, it would still include a Coinbase transaction being paid to the pool. Um, yes. And so I think the pool could still also be like, we're not going to, like, accept any block templates that include these banned transactions. So I don't think that that protocol helps with this particular issue. Hmm. Now, I, that's interesting. But because because what what happens is like you know if you want to share the reward uh, among the pool that means that the Coinbase transaction that claims the fees in the newly um, minted yeah. Bitcoin will be sent to the pool. So you and you so like when you find a block, you're you're still like going to broadcast that. Um, like I don't even know if you send it to the pool and then they broadcast it or if you just broadcast it to the network directly. But then yeah, you're creating this template and it's paid out to that pool, and so. If this pool is, um, you know, doing so because of regulatory pressure, um, regulators can still be like, "Hey, um, why are you know why are there block rewards being paid to you in a block that mines these transactions? Um, you know, you should not pay out, you know, uh, people connecting to your pool that's mining these, and they can do so if they're willing to give up the, um, you know, the uh, the profits. So I, yeah, I, I mean, it's possible there's an angle here I'm missing, but I don't think that would help with this this particular one. Hmm. That's interesting. I wonder if that could be like a part of the puzzle. I do know that uh, Paul Sports, shout out to my boy, uh, mentioned in a tweet about this that uh, back in the day, and I don't remember what the time frame was. I want to say like 2011 to 2013. So like there idiot was, era. Yeah, yeah. Big time, stupid people era. Yeah. There was a push for uh, being able to either connect to the pool or to mine itself over Tor. Um, and so, but it was kind of brushed off like, we don't need this. So maybe that would like, if, if we were able to create that now, we would be able to piece those two things together. 
I, um, I haven't looked into that, but um, a secret mining pool, if you will. I I don't think that would work economically because latency is incredibly important with mining. Every little bit of latency helps a yeah. great deal, and Tor is bad for that. So I think that if you're connecting through Tor, you're basically you're going to be handicapping yourself. It's um. So I uh, I'll be. I'll be surprised if um, if you end up seeing mining through Tor. To be honest, um, I uh, it would be cool to know why I'm wrong about that. But I right now I would, yeah, assign a pretty low probability to that happening. All right, all right, number two, very well. <clears throat> number two, from our not surprising news desk, the DeFi Flash Loan Project Value. Man, these. These companies just have such great names. Uh, Despite claiming to be protected by flash loans, has suffered a $5 million hack. The hacker emptied the the DAI, D-A-I. That's correct. Stable label. Stable label. This is an interesting way to spell this. The DAI stable coin that was deposited. Sorry, there was a typo on the the thing. I read it as it's written, folks, okay? (laughs) Well, do it live. Fuck it. The die stable coin that was deposited to the contract, leaving the note. Do you really know? <laughs> I, Jesus. I love Colin. the broken English. Get it together, <laughs> man. Do you really know flash loans? What is surprising, though, is that holders have been messaging the hacker through ETH and getting response, <laughs> getting responses. Sucker. Number one, I lost a hundred thousand dollars in your attack. I am a nurse. These are all my savings. I hope you can return it to me. Do they understand how this works? Everyone will get saved. <laughs> Sorry. It's sad, but it's funny. Everyone will get sick. Think of the nurses who care you when you are sick. I wish you always healthy and enjoy the happiness of the world. God bless God bless you. What is this message? It's the nurse, quote unquote. I- Self-described nurse talking to the hacker, pleading for her. I assume her. I don't know. Maybe it's not. It doesn't say a he or she. I was um, going to say. I would say there's about 50-50 odds because it's a nurse, but it's also someone who uses DeFi. So yeah, uh, it, it's a uh, nurse who knows how to send messages through a, an Ethereum transaction. Uh, okay. But however, I like, um, I like how we have no doubt it's an actual nurse. <laughs> they just they just claim that it's a nurse. I, I obviously I don't think it's a nurse. It's I don't I don't know why someone would lie about why? that, Brian. <laughs> so that they can say, think of the nurses who care you. No, people on the internet when you don't sit, lie. when you are sick. People on the internet don't lie, Brian. I just I just love the. It's in, probably the, a dog. I love the end. Like I wish you always healthy and God bless you. Please give me my money back. I, um, I, this reminds me of the time that like our ex, like this guy we bought the business off of, like threatened to send people to murder us uh, when he accidentally sent us money and we refused to give it back to him. And uh, for like the first like two weeks, he accidentally sent the money to us. He was like, please kindly send the money. It was a mistake. and We just don't respond to him. And then it's like, OK, I'll give you I'll let you keep 25 percent of the money. Just send the rest back, please. And we like didn't know. I'm going to fucking send people to kill you, you fuckers. You probably should have sent 75 uh, percent of it back, huh? Huh? You probably should have sent 75 percent of it back, huh? Well, eventually when the bank got it, eventually reversed it for him anyway, then, yeah, we could have kept some of it. But I was not sending that guy a dime. Fuck him. 
Um, anyway, so that's what the sucker number one said, and the hacker responded. Sorry, can we rewind a second? You might oh, want to sure. give context for why you didn't want to give the money there, because right now it just sounds like you were happy screwing him over for no reason. Oh, well, I mean, he, he essentially like took a bunch of our money and then deliver on what he was supposed to deliver on. Right. And so this is important information, he, though, because when you present the story as, yeah, we worked with this guy, but then we figured we just fucking out of money. It, it sounds. Oh, cool. yeah. right. I, I'm sorry. I, I left out context. <laughs> he fucked us first. Right. And when he made the mistake of accidentally sending us money, I was like, well, I'm keeping this. OK, there we go. So that that's that's the that is the. um The backstory on that. Uh, So the hacker's response to this nurse, quote unquote, I don't expect to get your I don't expect to get your money. But as we have seen, there are so many people here who lack knowledge and caution. And sooner or later, those money will be lost. Some wounds are (laughs) some wounds are painful, but very effective. (laughs) I respect your work very much. Have a nice day. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> it's, it's all broken English, but I love how cordial they all they all are. Like I'm just gonna assume you are a nurse. I respect your work. Have a nice day. I mean, it's fair enough. These, these That's better than being like, fuck you, my money now. It's like, listen, I I need this. Because I am, I don't know. No, no, it's it's very like sage, sagey. Yeah, and, it like, is. It is. It like, was gonna get lost anyway. <laughs> Listen, I know better this is than painful. I have it than you. <laughs> I know this is painful, but some wounds are painful but effective. I like so. how if we if we rewind a bit to the nurse, I like how there's an implication there that like. COVID's going to get worse if this nurse doesn't get their defi I know, money back. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone will get sick if I don't have my hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> like, is 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 that a threat? Are you going to start to you know start what? To you know what? Spreading COVID. Uh, Donald yeah. Trump is no longer responsible for all these deaths. You are, Hacker. <laughs> yeah, you're Hacker. the reason all these people are dying of COVID. Forget oh China. God. Forget Donald Trump. Hacker, you are the one. The oh, value hacker. God. It's so great. Her so losing great. this $100,000 was totally worth it for me. Well, but wait, there's more. <laughs> well, there's more to this Hold one. on hacker. to your seats, baby, because <laughs> okay. this one's a screamer. Hacker then sends back half of the nurse's money, 50K in DAI. I can't believe he did that. Okay, that was really nice. The origin devs also sent a message to the hacker. Quote, point well proven. Clearly, we were not as knowledgeable as we thought we were. How how about one million die as a bounty and you return the remaining die back to our effective users? We have a plan to make whole all those affected in our community, and this would accelerate the process. Mm, That's a very persuasive. uh, (laughs) I mean, clearly this hacker has some sort of uh, personal ethics or... um, I don't know. I mean, like, why would he give back the 50K? Yeah, I don't do know. I mean, maybe it's just like a. a well, it, uh, I think it's his own self-interest. He just doesn't want to get COVID. And he realizes, right, yeah, he realizes it's, it's the, the importance COVID. of. Um, yeah. He thought of all the people who kept him healthy. Yeah. Now only half the people will get sick. And he's hoping he's in the half that doesn't get sick. <laughs> he's just improving his odds slightly. Yeah. 
Yeah. This is worth a 50k die. It's such a weird, weird stuff that happens here. Yeah, everyone's just like passed around the millions of bucks and ha, whoops, I got this. Oh, you did, but why don't you give it back? I'll give some back. I want to get this a little bit more. (laughs) I don't know about that. It's a weird interaction. Like, Uh, this space is so like this would. This where else would this happen? And like, and like nowhere and, else. And would everyone this is everyone is totally just accepting of the fact that they might get a no. They're just like, ah, yeah, I realize this might have happened, but you know, like it, like it. Everyone is just like, we completely knew what we were getting into here. Completely, like I. You know. Oh, the people whose money? Yeah, yeah, the people who put money in it. Oh, no, were like, they were they all overwhelming? Like, yeah, I mean, we knew this might happen. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean the what the messages sound like. You know, oh, yeah, like no one sounds surprised. They're basically like, haha, well played, you got us. Well, seven million dollars or whatever. Uh, there was another, there was another exchange between a 19 year old college student in the UK, apparently self self proclaimed, who said that he had two hundred thousand dollars in there. Mm. Um, he was one of those 2011. Probably. Yeah. All of his parents' uh, retirement money or something like that was his story. He didn't get any money. So the nurse, obviously a better lie than college student. Um, college, no. college students haven't done shit for anyone else. Nurse, yeah. no. He doesn't, well, Nurses, he doesn't respect the college students' work. I think like historically, we're going to look back on this one. And be like, well, because usually, usually when someone makes the whole sympathy play, it's kind of like, oh, please, like I have you know yeah. four kids and they're all starving and like or you know they do something like that and we're gonna look back and it'll be like 2020 oh please i'm a nurse um it's just uh yeah mm. it's it's a sign of the times yeah that's true we got an interesting email i mean speaking of sympathy plays and uh, saying that like he had a thousand bitcoin on exodus no, he had. I think he he meant that he had four thousand dollars of oh, Bitcoin. Oh, I thought you on I thought Exodus said, wallet. Oh well, that was dumb. Anyone, I, who, I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was for a sure a lie because he said it was four thousand Bitcoin. Wait, wait, but what the yeah, fuck? You're right. What the fuck are you guys gonna do about that? I I think he he bought a treasure from us. I think, and then. When I don't know, he may have just bought a treasure and then he saw we were selling treasures and thought, mm, these guys will help me, which we will. Like, uh, if someone asks me a question and they're not a customer, I always just, I or Brian always answers it because it's good for business, I think, to do that. And it's just a nice thing to do. But yeah, basically, they had bought a treasure and they were trying to send their coins from their Exodus wallet to their treasure. And then realize and that and it's gone and it's gone. Yeah, exactly. And um, then when they spoke to the excess people, the ex people were like, mm, yeah, you probably like didn't back up your wallet and like it got deleted somehow. And so or you didn't create your seed securely or you left it somewhere unsecurely. Yeah. I mean, they have no way to know what happened. I, I, I am. I have almost no doubt that excess is right. I mean, yeah, like. It it's probably not an issue with Exodus Wallet, you know that there's just something wrong with it. I mean, probably the person was just careless. It's almost always the case. But wait, so what was what was the sympathy play though? Well, uh, it wasn't I, a sympathy play. They just like were like, "Hey, does Trezor work on all platforms? I don't want to use my Trezor with Exodus." I'm like, "Well, 
you you don't even need to use Trezor with the platform. You could use their like I I said I think I said you can use it with Electrum, but like this person is probably not at the I'm I'm gonna run my own Bitcoin node and use Electrum. They're probably just gonna they probably just want like a simple yeah Trezor bridge use thing. the use the Trezor yeah software. Yeah. They're yeah. like holding the XRP and and some other shit coin and a little bit of Bitcoin. Most of it was Bitcoin, apparently. So anyway, uh, I, okay. Yeah, I, I, I was like scamming the us. I thought it was a scam email. No, oh. because they said they had 4,000 Bitcoin. And I was like, yeah, right, buddy. No, no, no. But they were just yeah, saying, I, like, think right. I, I lost my Bitcoin. Like, how can I not lose my Bitcoin again? And can I use a treasure to prevent from, because like, I don't want to use Exodus anymore. Cause I think they like stole my money. So, they they were insinuating Exodus took their money, which I just I highly doubt. So anyway, uh, all right. So that's uh, second story number three in its filing. Cred listed estimate estimate assets of between fifty million and a hundred million in liabilities. But ah, I fucked this up. I fucked this right up. So uh, the backstory of this is that Cred, which is one of these like shitcoin um, funded Bitcoin lending platforms. Um, kind of like uh, Celsius, and there's another one. Nexo, I think, is the other big one. Um, they filed for bankruptcy. Um, and when they did file for bankruptcy, they listed their estimated assets between $50 million and $100 million, and their liabilities between $100 million and $500 million. So, you know, that is, there's, that a, is, that there's is a, a chance. It range. There, there's a chance that their assets and their liabilities are equal, guys. Yeah, so, we talked about that last week. Fingers crossed. Think, yeah. So hopefully in an email press release, cred said grant cred said grant lion has been named the company's board to oversee the restructuring process. It has also hired Mako restructuring group as financial advisor to evaluate mergers and acquisitions and other uh, restructuring opportunities. In October, the lender published a cryptic letter saying it has experienced irregularities in the in the handling of specific corporate funds by a perpetrator of fraudulent activity in response, Cred said it had been advised uh, by legal counsel to temporarily suspend inflows and outflows of funds relating to its Cred Earn program. At the same time, wallet and trading platform Uphold told customers it had, quote, decided to discontinue its relationship with Cred. Additionally, Uphold announced via tweet on Sunday its intention to pursue legal reparations on behalf of its customers, citing a, quote, breach of contract, fraud, and related claims. Cred may have already been in a tenuous position as several crypto lenders struggled to weather the Bitcoin crash in March, with some making margin calls of $100 million or more. So a little bit more detail on that cred bankruptcy that we talked about last week. Um, yeah, I, I really want to know what the what the breach of contract and fraud was that they're like, who were they obviously trading with on the other side and like handing the bitcoins off to that that either i don't know like well what's that story well the best part about last week's story was that they said we don't believe there's any criminal activity but we're yeah. investigating fraud <laughs> yeah 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 exactly i um i gotta say it's incredible how much launching an ico um is predictive of other shady shit like it's well, so it's so consistent like that. Yeah, I mean, I think like the people that it attracts and the 
I think it it has a lot to do with like getting this huge pile of money and not having to have the discipline. There's no accountability. Yeah, yeah. Not having to have the discipline when you're when you're smaller and it, like you just hand this new CEO a hundred million dollars or whatever, and like they haven't had the responsibility with a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars or ten million dollars, and so then they're just like money and just start printing you know just buying i don't shit. know i don't know if accountability is a thing here because they are accountable to the people that are depositing well they, money they should the be well, no no i, I mean, know but i'm saying like these people just don't these people just don't care that they're accountable to anyone they don't care that they have a fiduciary responsibility to anyone well because like they clearly have that anyway my point is that like Whatever the other end of this deal was, they obviously didn't do very much due diligence on what this other party was actually doing with the like Bitcoin that their creditors had deposited with them. Yeah, when you're and giving so, tons of easy money, it's just so, you just don't care. But but if they had have started small and been burned with one Bitcoin or ten Bitcoin or a hundred Bitcoin, mm, yeah, you can cool. weather that. But you can't weather mistakes of a hundred million dollars, and so. Like they they get catapulted into the and, and that's where I was going with the accountability responsibility thing. They get catapulted into this um this arena where like a single like mistake is a death blow and and you can't recover from it because they never learned lessons when they were smaller because they were never smaller. Right. Yeah. <sighs> and well, yeah it attracts like low lives like what mario was saying. yeah it just i think that's another part of it it attracts low lives who will like embezzle people money who want and... people who want to take shortcuts how about that yeah i and think like, that that's m- more accurate yeah and i think also people who maybe wouldn't be able to get um you know yes. regular funding because investors would see a bunch of red flags about them yeah, you because know, anyone with a hundred million dollars or like to actually write that check would be like, uh, I have a lot better opportunities. Yeah. yeah. So Brian, I'm curious uh what you think about this. Like I, I'm still unsure of where I stand. I've definitely moved more in the regulation side of things, although I still I still don't know. Like are all of these instances just like proof that accredited investors are like a good thing? Like, because they probably, well, because, because normal people are idiots who give their money to these scams. This this seems like a more specific version of the entire reason Bitcoin exists is to teach libertarians why regulation is important in the first place. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, I mean, Bitcoin is interesting because it. Bitcoin doesn't scam you. It's like all the people around Bitcoin who get you to give them, give you the Bitcoin, but. Richard Hart win. Um, yeah, exactly. Richard Hart. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, there's that. Um, or is it just like, well, dumb people should lose their money because like it's better for smart people to have the money. Yeah. Well, so the I, I think that is a little bit of a separate conversation. One, because like with this cred thing, I don't think accreditedness would would save anyone because um the depositors are really the ones that are going to get fucked here. And no, uh, no, you don't, but, but it's less likely that, that a project like this would have gotten funding though. Yeah. Like these people, uh, I think the idea is that these people who make these dumb decisions, 
Like the only way uh, to your point, like, you know, these, like if they'd have started the right way, they would have, you know, gotten burned on one Bitcoin instead of 500 million. But because they were able to raise so much money from people who just don't like, they can't vet these people because they don't have the time uh, or they're not smart enough. They don't have the skills to vet them. But like if, if a VC comes in and hands these guys, you know, $10 million, $100 million, like they're going to weed out these shysters most yeah. likely. So I think that that is the point I'm trying to make. Okay. I don't know. That's probably fair. Maybe like, 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 I, like I, ICOs I'm, are what happen when you just let anyone invest in anything. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm willing to like live with the, uh, with the like broken eggs. I right. can see, yeah. I can yeah. see why some people are, are less willing to live with broken eggs. I think that's and, harder. That's harder to argue nowadays though, because like what are the broken eggs getting you? Like what benefits have we derived from the ICO boom? Uh, like there's, there's I mean, like, I mean, it's, it's what, it's three, four years on now. And there's still I mean, like, eventually, all the show, right? Eventually stupid people run out of money though. That's the thing. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. But, but I mean, like, that's I mean, kind of sad all, outcome. Okay. Yeah, but you, you, okay. But you, you've also, I, I, I forget if I ever responded to this argument of yours. Cause I, I think I remember you making this to me before a year or two ago about how like, maybe this isn't such a bad thing, but like we're transferring, you know, that we're allocating resources from stupid people to smart people. But like the, the only distinction here isn't stupid versus smart. It's also like trusting versus deceptive. It's also, uh, you know, like like we're resor- we're under an accredited investor system. I think there's a strong argument to be made that uh, more of the resources end up flowing towards people who build actual useful products versus people who just, you know, dedicate resources to slick marketing. And if you're going to ask me which society I'd rather live in, one where more money gets allocated to like smart, deceptive people who don't care about building value, or, you know, uh, another a society where maybe, you know, uh, dumber people hold on a bit more of their money, but the people who really get rewarded are those who like build useful tools. Like I'm going to take the latter. I, I so I, I don't think, I, I think we it's should not be just, it's not, that's not, that's, that's not the full picture though. The other side is that I can be a non-incredited investor and be smart and make money off of funding smart, you know, I think cool in shit. that case though, you will likely become an accredited investor after enough time. If you're the type of person, if you're the type of person who's a shrewd enough investor that you can make money effectively off of these things, you're probably going to be able to become an accredited investor. You know, it might take you an extra, I don't know, five, ten years, but I don't think that I don't think that um, you know, like here in North America, there's this like big pool of really savvy investors that we're missing out on because they simply can't get accredited. I it seems unlikely to me. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I guess to answer your question, I, I like, I still, <clears throat> I and there are plenty of accredited investors that are throwing money at bad projects too, and and VCs as well. So yeah, um, there's there's lots of VC money going to stupid blockchain projects. So uh, yeah, it's you tough. Know, maybe that's not even an, an an apples to apples. I guess like yes, in the world this is that Mario painted. I'd rather live in the latter, but. I just don't. There's something. There's something about it that I can't agree with. I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the, the sure. I mean, like, I, I was definitely offering like a biased kind of description there, but I was just trying to highlight that there are more dimensions to consider um, than smart versus stupid. There are many. Oh, no, you're there are many right, other traits right. that you're selecting for. And while, yeah, uh, and I think that most, like, the vast majority of the other ones are traits you do not want to select for. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I, I guess like I wonder if you can protect people from their own stupidity. Like if they're if they're not investing in ICO, they're buying lottery tickets. Yeah, or yeah. maybe I, they are buying lottery I, tickets. I, I wonder I wonder if that's true though. I mean, like I think that how accessible something is and then how easy it is to dump a shit ton I mean, of money into it makes are a difference. More accessible than ICOs are. Yeah. Yes and no. I, I think it's harder to dump a hundred thousand dollars into lottery tickets. No way. Um I mean, like, I mean I, probably tickets. most people won't dump $100,000 in dollar tickets, but the kind of people who are buying these coins are probably not dumping. They probably don't have $100,000 to dump in them. Um, okay, I think it's easier to dump large amounts um, of money. I know a go. nurse who <laughs> uh, and a college student. <laughs> sure, sure. But okay, I, I think I think accessibility makes a difference. Um, like the um, the more accessible this stuff is, generally, the more people are going to do it. Um, okay, so it's in your face I, all but, the time. And, yeah. But ICOs are not accessible, like not nearly as accessible. They're kind of hard. They're kind of hard. Like but, you kind of okay. got to work to really get it. But like, I mean, if you want to buy a hundred, like ten thousand dollars worth of lotto tickets, um, yeah. that's a lot of fucking scratching to do, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. I've never bought a fucking lotto ticket. I'm not an idiot. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I've bought lottery tickets. It's it's super easy, and you can just walk up to the counter and be like, quick pick. Right, like hand them, hand them cash. Yeah, I don't think they take a credit card. Yeah, and hand them twenty bucks, right? You don't you hand gotta, them. You, hand them you don't hand them a thousand bucks, though, right? It is funny that the states will only take cash for the lottery. <laughs> oh, is that a uh, thing? They don't, they don't, yeah, yeah. You cannot. You have to pay cash. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I know why. Because they or don't why? want people going to credit card debt. To, yeah, or or stealing credit cards, buying lottery tickets. They would love that. No, 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 no. Not not, not the debt. Um, I think it's probably more chargebacks. Like yeah, or like if you, you steal, you steal someone's credit card, you buy a lotto ticket, you walk out, and there's no record of like yeah. who yeah. bought that, right? So, so you steal their cash instead. It makes sense. Yes, I'm a huge fan of the lottery. By the way, I think it's a great. I think it's 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 like voluntary taxes, which I think is great. So, I mean, it is maybe it is maybe that's how very, we get a libertarian society in the end. It's just it's very. Sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, I was gonna say it's just the the state. Is entirely funded by a lot of tickets. Just own. Yeah, casinos. I mean, but then it, it wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be the best. But you know, it, well, it's very digressive. Like poor people buy lottery tickets. Yeah, which is why I like it. <laughs> no, but I, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm kind of but not. Really. You're half joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, what I, what I like about it is that it's it's a voluntary. Like it is you, voluntary. You, you you don't have to buy them, but if you want to, you can, and it pays for essential services, quote unquote. And uh, it, you know, it's a great way for the state to raise money without actually forcing you to pay. So I, I'm I'm all for it. I think it's awesome. Sure. I mean, yeah, you, it, it does also degrade the amount of savings that um, people have broadly, which I think yeah. is um, uh, probably net negative. Is is I mean I guess I mean so I guess cigarettes like, the whole the whole thing yeah, is I'm kind a big of, fan well, of Mario, taxing the Mario shit of cigarettes so oh, I thought you wanted to make them illegal the cigarettes because they they offer no um they offer no benefit to society according um to I which I think is wrong I don't um but I don't recall making that argument I, I believe you if I said that at one point I mean if if, if like Canada were to have this big like push for like we need to make cigarettes illegal I wouldn't weigh in one way or another. Um, I mean, it's just like it, I, would, um, it would end up just like the drug war. Like you're gonna still have cigarettes, but people are gonna go to prison for it. And well, okay, okay, I, I would definitely be strongly opposed to making cigarette smoking and possession a criminal act. Like, yeah, that, that yeah, hard no, absolutely not. I don't think any substances should be criminalized. Um, uh, 
whether or not it's legal to buy them, like, I don't know. Um, no, no, I, I don't, I don't consider myself an advocate for banning cigarettes. I, I am in favor of, uh, taxing the shit out of them. Yeah. Um, just like syntaxes. It's just like social engineering, but it's not like ultimately. Well, there's a couple of factors. Uh, well, yeah. Part of it is to discourage its use. Um, and part of it is also, uh, I live in a country with socialized healthcare costs and, um, mm, yeah. you know, without getting into whether or not that's okay, the fact exists that there is socialized healthcare. So other sure. people smoking costs me money. Um, right, exactly. So that should be accounted for in, you know, cigarettes. Um, yeah. So really, we just need like an ICO tax. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was kind of, I mean, that was going to be my next question. Kind I mean, of, is that like like we're kind of uh, setting up ICOs actually, to yeah. somewhere as a lottery. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, do I, it. I mean, just tax ICOs. The, shit, the shit out of ICOs, and then uh, then reduce everyone else's taxes. Um, ICOs are a better bet than the lottery. They actually are. I think it's much better. It's probably harder to compare. I think it's a worse bet if you get in later. It's a well, better I bet mean, if you get in earlier. Whereas lotto, I don't know. Are, I mean, a lottery is uh, about as bad of a bet as like it doesn't matter when you make. buy. Your odds are the yeah. same, right? I mean, the, it, in terms of the risk, like the payoff is like. So I, I think way I think ICOs lend win, themselves like um, more wins, to so. people who are. Um, Sorry, I cut cut out there for a second. What was that? What I was going to say was, is that like, we're kind of pitching ICOs as similar to the lottery. And yet, and yet we don't restrict people. We actually encourage people to play the lottery. I mean, the the state does anyway, because the state makes money off it. So, I mean, they advertise it. I, oh, they, the, and they advertise the, the, the how lottery, much money you win. The lottery is, and, is a more equal play. I think ICO lends itself to manipulation and deception a lot more. Wait, hold on. Why? Why? What is, how is it different? Um, well, because uh, for ICOs, like, um, like there are a significant portion of people who think they're actually buying fucking value. Like, we're just assuming literally everyone knows ICOs are exactly like gambling. And I think that there are genuinely, um, there are genuinely gullible people who get duped into thinking they no, no, are that's fair. They're investing that's into the next point. big thing. I think also um, uh, ICOs favor this like small circle of people who run them and can get an early and print free money for themselves that they dump on other people. Whereas like a lottery ticket, when you go in and buy the same lottery ticket that I do, it doesn't matter if you buy it a month earlier or a month later, if it's like part of the same kind of, you know, um, yeah. bra or whatever, it, 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 it's equal. Um, so I think that, yeah, lotteries are definitely more equalizing. Those are fair distinctions. However, on the advertising front, I mean, if you, I, I don't know what like lottery advertisements are like in Canada, but here it's like, you know, you buy a lottery ticket and the woman walks out and scratches it and like she makes tons of money. And so I don't know, like there's right, right. plenty of deception in lottery advertising. Right, but too. the person who puts that advertisement up there doesn't get a shit ton of lottery tickets for free. Um, they don't get to buy the, lottery the, tickets that have much better odds than other people. The person, the person running the lottery is guaranteed money. I mean, like it, it is the same as printing money. It's actually probably more guaranteed to make money than an ICO yes. because no, I, because I, I agree with that. Which is like, um, and and again, if that money is spent on like I don't know social services, and which again, a whole other question we can talk about, like you know, sure. corruption and waste in government, separate thing. But that that's different than um than like I don't know, like a few marketers and like a dev being on some like channel being like, hey, let's like mint this coin and convince people it's going to be the next big, you know, internet, you know, web 3.46 or whatever and dump on the noobs. And then like they kind of let their outside circle know they all buy a bunch of coins and then you end up having kind of the latest people coming in are guaranteed to lose money. It's equal with the lottery ticket. It's equal in that everyone who buys a ticket, same odds. 
if it's run correctly. Right. Yeah. I wonder if there is uh, anyone who's like done research into lottery fraud and how common it is. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I forget who was the name. There was a, a French philosopher, a mathematician who basically got rich for life because he realized there was a discrepancy in the lottery. Oh, there's been a lot of people who have figured that out. Uh, yeah. in Voltaire, lottery systems. The Enlightenment philosopher Voltaire uh, made a fortune rigging lottery. Um, yeah, he um, he was rigging it, or he was just gaming like the existing rules as they were. To um, his advantage. I, I I just read the. Uh, I thought it was he was gaming the existing rules. This article here apparently it was rigging. Um, yeah, I mean. There, I, I do remember hearing about a, uh, he was actually not like a very, he was just kind of like a this blue collar guy who happened to be kind of good at math. And he figured out that in this one state, based on this weird multiplier rule in that state's lottery system that he could actually like guarantee, well, not guarantee, but like statistically, he was likely to win more money than he spent uh, if he bought a certain amount of lottery tickets. And so he would just sit there all day at the machine, like punching in certain numbers. And he made like, I don't know, like five or $6 million over the course of 10 years playing the lottery. Yeah. Just by gaming this like multiplier rule that like actually messed up all of the, if you, if you knew about it, you could game it. So here, here's the thing. Here's where I look at this and I'm like, Okay, so here's what's going on. There's resources being reallocated to a smart guy who is spending his time doing this when he could be like building shit that's useful for people. And that's that's where it comes in where I'm like, I'm not a huge fan of lotteries. And I think ICOs are this type of inefficiency on crack. Mm, yeah. Everyone say, everyone say hello to the White Walker. He's back. Yeah, hey, I hear the White Walker whistling in the background. All right, um, and there is actually a great. You are north picture. of the wall, so yeah, I'm going to send you a picture to use as the cover art for for this uh, for this episode. Um, so uh, while I look for that, I'm going to read the last one as reported. Uh, number five, as reported on October 29th by Coinbase. Coinbase. Coindesk. Sorry. Stratford International Currencies, Iran, is turning to cryptocurrency to allow imports to continue to flow, citing an article from the Islamic Republic news agency, which you know is just a beacon of truth, of truth and knowledge. <laughs> Free speech. Real news. Iran Daily reported earlier this week, the country's cabinet has amended recent legislation on digital assets to allow cryptocurrency to be used for import funding by the Central Bank of Iran. The amendment had been jointly proposed by the CBI and the cabinet previously. The change means legally mined cryptocurrency in Iran can only be exchanged if used to fund imports from other nations. Very interesting little development. Bullish. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's like a use case, Ray Dalio. It's money. <laughs> yeah, asshole. Um, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, I think this is like, this really speaks to what uh, Bitcoin's supposed to be that neutral money that allows people to, and I guess, circulate international sanctions. Um, but no, it, it is, it is interesting that it's, uh, it's, being recognized and you could see how fucking they're like they really don't want to be doing this they're like okay fine you can use it but just just so we can get like goods into the country um but yeah it's uh uh yeah i mean this is a this, this story is a couple weeks old so i'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of it but um yeah i would what what's what's going on there brian <laughs> i sent i sent you guys I the picture stop laughing at it I all right did you pull it up there mario um, see, i'm see, pulling it up see what your impressions are <laughs> 
All right. If you guys are listening to the show, look at the uh, look at the image for it at this point. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Thanks for that. <laughs> all right. Hopefully, all the listeners are looking at the the uh, the episode art for this episode. Yeah, that's what we're laughing at. That's all right. Gonna, all right. It's gonna haunt anyway. me. That's that's the White Walker whistle right there. Out of the butthole. All right. Uh, okay, well, that will do it. No, uh, you missed a story. Number four. Huh? You missed number four. Oh, sorry. I skipped a big one. one. This one's important. Pull, pull Rewind. In. Pull in. The Chinese mining pool that currently controls around 13% of all hash power on the Bitcoin network is preparing for Taproot. The proposed protocol upgrade for which the code is included in the upcoming Bitcoin Core 0. release Bitcoin's second largest mining pool only topped by F2 pool which controls around 70% of hash power today launched a webpage to help inform mining pools on Taproot and lets them indicate how they would prefer the backwards compatible upgrade to be activated quote we're excited to see Taproot get close to deployment and as one of the biggest mining pools on the Bitcoin network we want to be constructive in the soft fork activation process that will help make Taproot a reality pool and VP Alejandro de la Torre told Bitcoin Magazine. Traditional Chinese name there. Yeah, very, very traditional Chinese. Um, update, November 17th, 2020. Bitmain's BTC.com contributing about 12% of the network's hash power. And Slushpool, about 3% of the network hash power, have also signaled their support on taprootactivation.com. Um, this is a big shift. Yeah. From three years quite, ago. Quite. I, I would yeah. say the miners have... They are. They have learned their place. Some of them. They've, I mean, they've I mean, like listened. Slushpool has always been like uh, has Pretty always been cool. run by stand-up dudes. Um, yeah. And uh, and I, I think it's it's interesting. Like Poolin as like you know founded by what from what I understand from other stories seem like very disgruntled um, ex Bitmain employees. Um, I believe that's actually more specifically ex BTC.com employees than BTC.com had been acquired by Bitmain. Um, and they really seem to be like. Um, I, I think they were probably waiting for this opportunity to be like, Hey, look at, um, not going to be the same as last time guys, we're going to push for this. Um, and yeah, the fact that, you know, one of, uh, Bitmain's, um, uh, subsidiaries, uh, BC.com is already, um, indicating support is, yeah, this is, this is hopeful. I, like, I honestly, I think Tapper is going to be a smooth activation. I, um, I'll be surprised if it isn't. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, this, this, uh, this is reassuring, I would say. Yep. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so, yeah. Hats off to those guys. Uh, did Bitmain's hash power go down? Like, or that's not their hash power. The I should say their, 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 their network distribution yeah, go down well, quite I mean, a bit. Yeah, yeah. I remember them being way higher than 12%. Oh, like, yeah. Between them and their actual own... Like, well, because uh, there's Bitmain... Like has Antpool, and then they also yeah, own BTC.com, um, right. and the two of those used to be about thirty or forty percent hash power, and then via BTC and BTC.top, um, a lot of people talk to them as though they were basically proxies of Bitmain. I don't know how true that is, but they definitely were very much aligned. Like those four pools used to be easily more than fifty percent of hash power back in twenty seventeen. Is Antpool and BTC.com still uh, this part of the same? The, all they, under Bitmain? they are both owned by Bitmain. 
Um, so BTC.com is Apple not uh, not signing support. I'm not sure. It, it sounds like BTC.com is owned is owned by Bitmain, but is run a bit more independently. If I remember correctly, it was actually a Dutch company that got acquired by Bitmain. Um, but mm. and yeah, they do operate kind of separately. Um, uh, I mean, especially as indicated here. Um, you know, it's possible that like you know BTC.com was just like you know they were probably running their own I don't know software and like have their own like maybe different minor specialties within the mining space i would guess and maybe you know bc.com just had time to research the um the you know taproot and make sure that they're ready to go earlier um but yeah i mean like obviously bitmain is not actively blocking this going through i mean you know maybe maybe bc.com will withdraw support and then you know do that but i i I don't think so um uh, yeah so it's yeah i'm cautiously optimistic all right. Well, that means it's time for the price analysis section. This week, number go way up. Way, 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 way up from last week. So that's a good thing, I think. And it's always a good thing when number go up, I think. I don't know. But I don't know I, why you're I, so I'm, unsure I'm if it's a good thing. I, um, I'm biased because I'm a part of that stupid 2014 class. So uh, Yeah, yeah I, I'm still deciding if I want to buy Bitcoin or not. So Yeah. Got to get on that Bitcoin thing, man. I, I don't know, man. It doesn't seem very useful as a medium of exchange. It's too volatile, and a horrible yeah. store of value too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it like what are its returns over the last twenty years? Tell me. Um. All right. Well, uh, that means it's time for the lightning round, and per tradition, Brian goes first. Well, I'm stealing a playbook out of Mario's playbook. We're getting, we're getting, we're getting shitty superpowers. Yeah, nice. shitty superpowers. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Now, these are useful, but they're not, not extremely powerful. Just barely useful. Barely, barely, yeah. All right. So, you have the power to be able to get a hair, get rid of a hair out of your mouth instantly. So, you, you know, the, like the feeling of like, yeah. oh, there's a hair in my mouth, but you just can't figure out can't, where can't it is. Yeah. It. Yeah. But no, it's just like, you reach in and like you grab it first time every time. So I guess it's not exactly instantly, but like you don't have that problem. Or you can perfectly time the microwave to heat your food exactly how you want it. Mm. So you don't have the like, oh, let me try it. Oh, it's so cold. And then you like put it in for like three more seconds and you take it out and it like just destroys your mouth. Like, you know exactly the right amount of time to put right. it in for. Will it heat the food well, evenly as well? Uh, no, I mean, it still works the same as... Because you're, you're basically describing my morning right now. I've been munching on leftover pasta and it's like... <sighs> it's super would have come in real handy this morning, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's easy. I mean, with me. hair, you're with hair as long as yours, though, you might want to still go for the hair. Well, no, it's Mario. easy. He has a longer hair, so it's easier to what, grab. What, what, do, you, what do you think, Colin? What do you think, Colin? I, it's, I mean, easily. The hair thing happens to me like once every couple months, but getting the microwave right, that is a daily struggle. So mm. I'm going microwave. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is an easy one for me as well, microwave. I, I will say, having long hair, it is more frequent I get a hair in my mouth, but it's trivial to pull it out. I just kind of like. You know, I do the, the goatee stroke, you know, two fingers, yeah. like thumb and finger and all the way down. And then you're going to catch that hair and pull it out. So it, it's quite easy to get the hairs out of my mouth when they're long. Okay. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, it's worse when they're small because they're just like they're they're hard to get at. But yeah, microwave all the way, man. Easy. Okay. All right. The correct answer is microwave. Of course it is. So 
I mean, it's right. just obnoxious, like having to like take it in, put it out, put it mix out, it around. It yeah. Do I still yeah. have to mix it around, or is it it just will be? No, I, you're gonna have to still do like the manual work. But I'll know that's, exactly that's how powerful. long to do the first round, and yeah. I'll know exactly how long to do exactly. the second round after yeah. I mix it. Yes. Okay. Do you guys know that's that still the, very useful? Do you guys know that webcomic Strange Planet? Yes, it's great. It's like the best webcomic. Yeah, he's it's hilarious. The the guy who does that also does these other like random comics. And I remember one where like this guy is putting some food into the microwave and he says to the microwave, I would appreciate if you would cook this food evenly. And the microwave says, I would appreciate if you'd respect my creative process. <laughs> Which <laughs> I think sums up the experience of reheating food in the microwave pretty well. That's very good. Um Okay. I just want to side note this, um, that that particular superpower. There's also an art to heating up things in the broiler. It's very easy to burn things in the broiler, especially toast. Since I don't have a toaster, I have to use the broiler of my oven. And I've never owned a toaster in my life. I've always wanted one, but I just never buy one for some reason. You've always wanted it like... What is this? The 1930s? It's like look, this, like look, luxury here, item you've like no, haven't no, been able to get not. a hold of. Here's, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing it's a fucking about toaster. the toaster. It's not a. The toaster a is a unitasker. It's a okay? waste. It's it. It is a. Wa- I already have too many unitaskers in my kitchen. And it, is this it a word people up. use? Unitasker. Yeah, Alton Brown it's from Alton Brown. He yeah. he yeah. talks about having things in your kitchen that only do one thing and how they're a waste. All right, you're making a terrible case for it. But go ahead. Okay, so. <laughs> I don't eat toast that often, but a toaster is very nice to have when you do eat toast. However, it, it takes up a ton of space, <laughs> and I just I just don't use it that often. So I just use the broiler. However, I almost always burn the first batch of toast because the broiler gets hot so fast and it That's burns. The old thing you gotta you have to watch it. Like you have to sit there and watch it toast in real time. It's the only way. All right. Anyway, let, okay. Let, like given the amount of space it takes up. And the amount of cost, um, surely it is worth the time you would save that you don't need to stare at fucking burning toast. I, I, but I only make toast like once a month. Okay. All right. So I don't know. Also, I love to, I love to heat up baguette and you can't put a baguette in a toaster. So you have to heat up baguette. Yeah. Is baguette a non-countable noun? Is it just like quantities of baguette? I think you say ten baguette, right? No. no. What? No. Ba- baguettes. Yeah, definitely baguettes. I think when you're referring to baguette, you say baguette. Though you go, I like to heat up baguette. No, I don't. I think only you say that. Because um. like it's a non-count <laughs> noun. Because it's like I guess you could say like slices of baguette. No, I, I think I think Colin's right about the the singular use there because it's not like he's not heating up multiple ones because like yeah that mm, I mean that's okay, so that's okay. way too so much. So you're bread. saying the type of bread, okay? I'm, yeah, I'm heating up some baguette. Yeah, this it's too bad uh, Ruben's not here. This would be useful information for him well, to learn. No, it English. would be good. Oh, okay, you're not saying because he would have advice for us because he can't speak English. You're saying it would be good for him to learn how to speak this properly. He might. Okay. Course, I mean, yeah. He might benefit. Yes. He might would have something to say about like the French and you know how well, what they would say because that might be a language he actually it, speaks. He, he's pretty close. They, the yeah. the Netherlands are pretty close to France, uh, so I hear. And they they both ride bikes, so it's like the same culture. Uh, yeah, True. it's I would never part ride of a, Europe. I would never ride a bike. Same thing. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so here's mine. Brian's has inspired me. Okay. 
So here, here's your choice. It's another superpower. Uh, and like Brian's hair, this is a, you're never going to get food stuck in your teeth or like, so the perfect example are like Ooh. corn on the cob or beef jerky, mm. uh, or when you eat popcorn, you get the little kernels stuck oh. in the back of your throat. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. Work. okay. So you're never going to have any of that stuff. You never have to, f- basically you don't ever have to floss. Nothing is ever stuck in your teeth. Um, and, uh, yeah, you're not gonna have that popcorn thing or this next one better be good. You never have to wipe your ass. It's just clean. As soon as you're done pooping, it's just clean. I'll take the teeth, man. Take the teeth. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm like, I mean, I, I just, I I guess I'm, (laughs) you just like having a shitty asshole. No, I'm just capable of cleaning my asshole, Colin. I, I don't Wait, <laughs> understand do Canadians why this have is. Bidet? Uh, I'm sure there are some Canadians that have bidets, but no, we don't use them. I I feel like bidets are superior to toilet paper, and I would like one I, day. You need both. One day, I would like to become a person who uses a bidet. Um, but uh, like you and the toaster, I just haven't made made the jump yet. Uh, but no, actually, yeah, getting the I stuff mean, out you of your You wipe teeth. your ass every day, is, it's, Mario. E- it's, easier, it's easier to clean my ass than it is to uh, to get a kernel out of my teeth. I'll say that. So, um, yeah. All right. Okay, Brian? I, too, am going with the teeth. And, Why? And I, I, I find it a more annoying problem, I guess. I don't know. I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't struggle with keeping my asshole clean, Colin. I don't. You're both. You're both wrong. <laughs> um, and it's it's not even close. It's not even like I was surprised. Honestly, my takeaway from this, this conversation is that Colin doesn't know how to wipe his ass. That's that's no, 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 no. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I think it was put best in an episode of uh, Parks and Rec. Chris, what's the name of that guy? That actor, Chris uh, Farley. No, is the Parks Rock. and Rec? He's like in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I forget his name. He he's at the doctor's office and he goes, Doc. I sometimes I feel like I wipe and I wipe Pratt. and I wipe, Chris and Pratt. it never ends. It's like there's a sharpie down there that just keeps. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I feel. I feel like you're never getting all of it, which is why I think we should have bidets. Yeah, and this is why I shower almost every time after just just to get it clean, like. Uh, but here's the thing on bidets. I want to, I want to make this very clear. If you are the kind of person who uses a bidet, but does not also use toilet paper, you are a disgusting son of a bitch. That is gross. What, you're what just, if, what if they use like getting, the advanced, you're, you're, like Asian toilets that also like blow dry it? Oh, uh, the like spray. Yeah, baby. It, it needs, I mean, it's gotta be a powerful spray, a power. In Europe, it's just like a little sprinkle. It's just like it just yeah, basically you just gets your cinema action going on. You just get your. It's like it's like uh, peanut butter in a shag rug, and then you just like squirt a water gun at it. Like that's that's just gonna make it worse. Okay, <laughs> that's gross. You need to pull it out of there. All right, and you need toilet paper for that. You need something. So you need both. And. Us Americans, and I guess it sounds like Canadians, we're backwards for not having bidets, which is why I shower. But um, we you need you need toilet paper too. I dare I say better to not do anything than to bidet with no toilet paper. I might even go that route. That's, I might even say that's that. appalling. Okay, um, 
Either way, uh, the correct answer is you never have to wipe. You just always have a clean spanking bottom. I mean, this is this I, bottom is clean enough to eat soup out of. I, I guess I'm just confident in my ability to, to to keep my asshole clean. Am I the only person that has this issue where you just feel like you're never this, really getting it all? Yeah. Well, uh, I, I mean, I mean, it's happened before, but it's it's not a common more. it's not a common um, thing. Every time you wipe, there's always something. And eventually you're just like, you know what? I've got to get a shower because I'm never going to get it all with a piece. And the best, the best ad I ever saw, it was for like, it was an infomercial in like the late nineties. And it was for like an installable, uh, like Japanese style bidet. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it shows a person. It's like, it's like black and white. And the guy is just like, got a scowl on his face. Like he's grossed out and he gets in the shower and he just starts wiping his body down with dry toilet paper. And they're like, you wouldn't shower like this, would you? That's disgusting. And I'm like, that's a really good point. No, that's a, that's a valid point. Yeah. That's a really good point. Here's that's amazing thing. advertising. Here's the thing. We have a solution. You can use a bidet on toilet paper. I don't know what the bidet toilet paper equivalent for your teeth is other than flossing, which is a pain, you know? So, and even, even flossing, sometimes you can't get that kernel out of the back of your throat. Oh, the kernel in the back of the throat is like that is in terms of events in my life like that (laughs) happen fairly regularly that I just dread and almost makes me stop eating popcorn. That distress you? It it is so distressing. You're like, that's going to be here for the rest of my life. I'm never going to get that thing out. Like, because you kind of do that like back of the throat suck thing where you try and delodge it from it's got its little it's little kernel claws into your your soft mouth flesh and it just will not come out and it's very distressing all right is my turn now it's up there with spinning rooms when you're drunk and you're trying to sleep oh that's bad it's real bad all right oh really Uh, i enjoy i enjoy the spinning room feeling i was i I wouldn't get that much when i back when i drank but um i thought that was fun I uh, oh, you're such a freak. No, yeah, it's you know you're like gonna throw. Now, I know, now I know why you chose the 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 never getting stuck st- st- stuff stuck in your teeth because you 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 like the sensation of never ending wipes probably because you're a freak. Sure, we'll go with that. I um right. I'm I've been excited for this um for this lightning round question because I'm declaring a new subsection to our lightning round section. Um, I've kind of after, I don't know, we're like about 110 episodes in at this point. And I feel like a few months ago, it started to get like noticeably harder to come up with good lightning round questions. But, um, I have a great new source of these questions, um, which is one of my new housemates who just asked me the most random shit, uh, with no context. So I'm going to start writing these down. Um, and, uh, yeah, this guy, he's like, I'm living in this house with, um, there are a few other undergrads living here. So this guy is 19 years old. He's from India. And just moved here for university. And um, yeah, so we're just going to start ad- asking some of the questions he's asked me over the years. Remember, no context for these. Um, uh, we're going to go with, what is your favorite jewel? Oh, yeah, I forgot. So he, Have you already asked that on here? Really? No. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. Okay, I definitely okay, heard fine. what is your favorite jewel. I don't what? know if it was on air okay, or not. Okay. The answer, answer your question, Mario, my favorite jewel oh, yeah. is... Um, Whichever one is most valuable. <laughs> wow, that's 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 that's, that's riveting. That's lame, lame, riveting. Uh, the, the correct answer is rubies. 
Rubies I can respect. I'm definitely going with emeralds for that. Did I really? Is, okay. is jade a jewel or is it just a rock? Um, I think it's 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 a stone. But I mean, I guess I'm fond of jade. I mean, I guess all jewels are also just rocks. So is there a difference um, between I, a rock and a stone? Because I, I know they're called precious think, stones. But yeah. I think stone implies it's kind of like transparent but beautiful. It's not like uh, opaque. Maybe I don't okay, know. Okay. But I'm gonna I'm going with Jade. I'm gonna Jade. I'm fond of Jade. All right, so we got Jade. We got rubies. Um, those you know we're all gonna be correct for this one. I'm gonna give us all those. Those are all good answers as long as no fucking weirdos out there answer amethysts. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with people like amethysts. All right. What about the? Sorry, sorry. Yeah. What do you? How do you feel about the? Uh, what is it in Jurassic Park with the mosquito inside of it? Amber. Uh, amber. Amber. I, amber. How do you feel about? I like amber. Amber. I like amber because it's unique. You know how amber is formed. It's by Sam. Yeah, that's cool. I know DNA. That is very cool. The fact that we have this precious stone. I don't know if it qualifies technically as precious stone, but it's formed from just like sap, like hardening. Like that's the pretty mosquito cool. Mosquito gets stuck in sap. That's um. Thank you. I'm that's, referencing Jurassic uh, Park. Jurassic oh, Park. Yeah, yeah. You did exp- <laughs> explain that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I know DNA. We're gonna we're gonna ask another question here. Um, what do you think of nudity? I'm a fan of it. I say it's good. Uh, for for I like how you guys have no further clarifications. I get these questions. I'm like, you got to give me more to work with here. Um, so <laughs> upon asking for further clarification, the specific question was, what would you think of like living in a society where 10 percent of people were just nude? <laughs> I'm uh, well, okay. Uh, Is it like Mardi Gras where only the ugly people are being nude? <laughs> I, because I think it's, that is my it's an even distribution. Let's assume that. Okay, so just as just well, okay, I want to say just as many. Uh, if only two percent of the population is really attractive, only two percent of the nude people are really attractive. That is basically. that is how an even distribution works. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm just I'm just clarifying. Yes. I assume. Yep. I'm not an idiot, even though I got into Bitcoin in 2014, Mario. I uh, it's true. I am the idiot for getting in after 2014. Um. Okay. I'm gonna. Well, I think Brian's first, actually. So go ahead, Brian. What about ten percent? I mean, I, uh, I don't. Just, what think. do you think of this? Just, just give us your thoughts. Think I of don't, the children, I don't, Brian. I don't like it. Why not? Oh, I don't like it. Of course, it. it's because you're a prude. It, it is proven that no, what, the prudes of the show are Brian and Ruben. Why? Why don't you like it, Brian? Or no, it's Brian and Mario. Actually, I mean, I. Uh, there's just some things that I don't want to have to see, and I don't like. That's kind of one of them. I think it'd be amusing, uh, and it'd be a whole new, a whole new demographic. Like in the like, oh, did they get the nude vote? You know, yeah, they'd be a voting block. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, how do they align? Like, how do the, do the nudists like close ranks among uh, like nude, nude interests? Yeah, I mean, I wonder if they uh, they might also like you might end up needing uh, anti discrimination laws. Um, like, to make like, sure do they the, get are the treatment. are are like are like the nudists because there's like all sorts of stuff you can tell about people that you shouldn't be able to tell. Like, if someone's pro gun, they're almost always anti abortion. For that's just an example, you know, without taking a position on either one. Just like that's just they shouldn't be related, but they seem to be. So I wonder like what sorts of weird. Uh, valid assumptions I could make about a nudist. Like, are nudists going to be like very animal rights or something? You know, I, I don't know. 
It'll be interesting to find yeah, out. Yeah, like nudists start that they're all just in favor of free trade or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're just they're just yeah. like over. I mean, I could you know maybe they're overwhelmingly libertarian or something. Um, but you know, Brian is Brian is a stuffy, uh, oppressive um, nanny statist about clothing. Apparently, he just doesn't want people to be nude. Hashtag that's when they want to be free the nipple. Exactly. Brian's probably a vegan actually, because he doesn't want to free those nipples. I don't. What? Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Because of the milk. Yeah. Because of the milk. Yeah, because we don't want people drinking Soylent out of tits. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, I, you can't tell. I'm overwhelmingly for this. For 10% of nudity. How about Colin? Colin is... Colin, how about is, 20%? Is, is there, is there be, a percentage at which you're like, nah, that's too much? Or are you just I'll tell like you the more why the better? I'm for it. No, Colin is an expeditionist, and he would like to be part of the team. I am an expeditionist. <laughs> I love to go on expeditions. <laughs> Exhibitionist, yeah, Exhibitionist that, that too. Word, yeah. Both, actually. I love to go on. I like to go on expeditions and be an exhibitionist. An exhibitionist. I'm a traveling naked man. <laughs> Look, I, here's why I'm for it. He likes being nude on I'm gonna mountains. Be, I'm going to be one of the ten percent. <laughs> so exactly I, don't what buy, I, just said. I, I don't have to buy clothes. Okay, how about how about it would what save if, me so much money. Fifty percent call. Uh, I'm even more for it. Oh, okay. I want everyone to be naked because then it just. Well, I wouldn't because people would get cold. Well, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, you're you shouldn't cold, live up in Canada. Can, yeah, I mean that's you. That's you. That's the problem right there. Yeah. We're in one of those third. Let me let me solve that no problem heat. for you. Well, the only heating you have are like whisper. <laughs> that's you know, true. Are the White Walkers here? <laughs> <laughs> this this episode is so full of internal references. Yeah, I love it. I am. Um, I mean. We can do that just since we don't have the we, – we're all native English speakers. Man, just because clothing is outlawed doesn't mean that luggage is outlawed, Mario. Why can't you fucking move? Exactly. Yeah, because I already live in paradise. I, we, can, um, we can all have space heaters with our naked bodies. Yeah. We can, It'll just be a I nice temperature. Just have, I think it also makes like, have white walkers business. following us around and whistling <laughs> at us with their booty lips. I feel like there would also be an advantage in business negotiation to walk in just like cock out and just like – it it just it just be like a literally. I think it depends on the person. Put it on the table. I yeah. that's gross. That's inappropriate, guys. Oh, can we now, get together now. Now it's together? gross. It got, okay. it got weird once you brought business into it, guys. Jesus. Mario, what do you think about nudity? I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you how the conversation went when I was asked this. I was like, I um I'm, I I guess I'm okay with it. There are contexts in which it's okay. Contexts in which it's probably not okay. And then I was informed what would I think about ten percent nudity culture, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm generally I'm generally pretty uh you do you when it comes to uh, nudity. If uh if I don't want to see if there's a person who I don't want to see nude, I could simply not look at their nude body. Um, you know, I I have that option. Um, uh, I would force so you. I would be like, look I, at me, I would Mario. be oppo- look I would be me. opposed to a society that had forced gazing upon nude bodies. That that is a bridge too far, but um. I um. So after you said this, did he start taking off his clothes? <laughs> I um. He did not. No, actually, I'll tell you where the conversation went. Though, um, we uh we started talking about uh, and I mentioned I said, did you know that it's uh you're allowed to walk around without a shirt on here, like men and women? He was like, yeah, I have heard that. Um, and like for example, like Canada a couple of years ago, there was a really hot girl walking around with her tits out, which is nice, well done. Um. And uh, and then he was like, yeah, I don't think I'd do that. I was like, you wouldn't walk around with a shirt off? And he's like, no. And I'm like, but, like, why not? Like, who cares? Like, sometimes I'll go to, like, on a hike with my buddy, and it'll be warm, so I'll take our shirt off. He's like, no, my chest is too hairy. And I'm like, yeah, but 
so and he's like i, I wouldn't want people to say something and i'm like if if you walk around with your shirt off, no one's going to come to you and be like, excuse me, sir, your, your, your chest is too hairy. We're going to need you to put your clothes back on. So um, anyways, I, uh, that's interesting that he's concerned about that. I, uh, yeah, I'm, you should have, you should have told him to take to, it off I'm, and then compliment him. I, on like, I actually, uh, a week or two after that, I saw him shirtless for the first time because I hang around in the house shirtless and the other guy yeah. do not. Um, and okay. I think a week or two after that, I did see him shirtless. I was disappointed he wasn't as hairy as I expected. I um, <laughs> like he. I, I mean, he's, he's hairy on average because he's from South India, but he wasn't like, uh, you know, gorilla hairy, which is what I was. Yeah. Low key hoping for. You were hoping but, for uh, it, yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's where the conversation went. Oh, man, I've got like fifty of these here. Like wow, wow, fifty. Like do you, okay, we'll we'll save should, some, do you want another quick one? Save some dry powder. I, yeah. I mean, we're not going to run out because I get more each week. But um, he, well, he has tons of dry powder. That's how he goes in dry. Guys, guys, do you do you like trains? Of course, I like trains. I think any red blooded American male loves a good train. I um, I I'm I, I I'm good with trains. Um. He likes trains a lot, like big smile. <laughs> well, he's from many, of face. course he does. It's free yeah. transportation. You crawl on top and specifically you, you go. English trains. Uh, never spent time like Thomas. Never spent Thomas. No, no, no. Never spent time in England, but has seen um, in media trains with big windows and foggy weather outside. That's um. I I he I, sounds like he has the wonder of like a five year old. Um. And he also yeah, asks there's, questions. there's a bit of that. It's endearing, the, actually. The, um, yeah. it, it really is. There's, Honestly, my living room like, is really funny. It feels like living with three little brothers. Um, like I've like been teaching them how to cook, and um, and then there's there are a couple other characters as well. But um, I'm gonna start trying this on just random people I meet to like break the ice. I'm just gonna ask them a really random question, like, how, what what do you think? You like trains? What do you think about trains? <laughs> trains. I, it's a good question. Yeah. It's um, yeah. Are you for nudity? I just. Hey guys, at what age? Your favorite jewel. At what age did you stop growing? <laughs> Keep writing these down. Yeah. Keep them coming, bro. I've, I've, I've got a, a long list. Okay, but now I want right. now I want to know at what age did you guys stop growing? I I still haven't stopped growing. I just it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> I'm growing out now. <laughs> I, oh yeah, it doesn't stop. It just changes uh, proportion. Yes. Oh. Yeah. My doctor told me I, I have to sit down to pee from now on because he doesn't want me to do any heavy lifting. You like that well. one? Yeah. No. Did you like that one? Yeah. I, can't you tell from our? That's good. Can't you tell we like Snickers? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, anyways, All right, guys. for me, I would well, say it was around that... twenty-two. Not that anyone asked, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know if anyone really knows that. I mean, maybe I was like 15, 16. Oh, I didn't fucking hit my growth spurt till I was like first year university, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, so I, did you used to be like five feet tall or something? And no, then just, like, I, I was tall a- like at, in elementary school. And then when everyone else hit puberty, I did not. And I like, I was like half a decade behind on that one for some reason. And then I but like. You were, you were big swinging dick there, like in third grade. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was a tall gangly kid, if that's what you mean. But yeah, sure. Um. How tall are you now? Are you six six? No, 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 I'm like six three. Okay, I, that's. I mean, that's. Oh, I'm four, fuck, fuck, of course not. I'm not six. I mean, six six four, is six, a big six, difference six, between six six three and six six. That's. Uh, if my math yeah, is right, maybe. that's three, that, that's three whole inches. That might that might be an order of magnitude. <laughs> it might be. It might not. But it might be. Um, it's probably not. <laughs> 
All right, guys. Well, uh, anyway, it's been a great episode. Um, <laughs> you can find the shows for this episode as well as all the others on thehashpodcast.com. You can also hit that donate button where you can send us some sats through our BTC pay server, or you can fund us on Patreon, patreon.com slash unhashpodcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at unhashpodcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode without Ruben, even though he wasn't here. At least you had, you know, a full set of English speakers um, and tons of callbacks. And please do check out the episode art for this episode. I think you should get a good laugh out of it and uh, kind of understand where where we're coming from. I feel like that picture really sums up the the aura, if you will, of this episode. So so um, take a look at that. (laughs) The spirit animal. It is. It is. Uh, the spirit animal of this episode. And with that, guys, we bid you adieu and we love you very much. Goodbye. It's time to thank the people who are making the show happen. VIP patrons, Scott Offered from Crypto Money Tools, MKUltra07, and Peter McCormack from the What Bitcoin Did podcast. Thanks so much for your contributions. If you want to help contribute, you can go to patreon.com slash unhashpodcast or send Bitcoin to the address on the about page of unhashpodcast.com. Thank you for your consideration. Mm-hmm.